Hello, this is another episode of Our Decatur, and today I'm talking with Dr. Juanita Morris, and we are going to find out what her Decatur story is. So, do you mind if I call you Juanita? Would Please you like do. me to call you Dr. No, Morris? it sounds okay. so formal. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you earned that title, I would go with it if I were no, you. No, I work for it, but I only use it sometimes. Okay. I try to use it for good and not for evil. There you go, there you go, that's right. Okay, so the first question I always start off with is um, native or transplant? Native. Decatur native. Decatur native. So tell us about your, where'd you, let's start with kindergarten. Where'd you go to schools? No idea. No, no idea. No clue. I am um, a product of Decatur Public Schools. Okay. So I was in Decatur Public Schools my entire life, but those crucial and impactful moments. Mm -hmm. I remember back to probably fifth or sixth grade at Washington Elementary School, okay. which is right by Johns Hill. Uh -huh. right? yep. so in my head, I remember Washington. Um, I moved to the neighborhood probably when I was in, I feel like fifth grade. I was at Washington fifth grade and sixth grade. Okay. And then I was bused to Thomas Jefferson. Gotcha. Middle school. All the way across town. Yep. Out best by about. airport yep. type deal. Yep. Seventh and eighth grade, which was a blast. Yeah. The best time ever. That's great. It was. Like it really, really was. And then high school. I was there for three years. I'd done zero hour early bird, Ooh. and I graduated in three years from Dwight D. I. So you now, are an overachiever. Nope. Nope. Not, not, <laughs> not, not at all. I just couldn't find my footing, right? Gotcha. So I didn't okay. know if I was with the older kids or I was with the younger kids, and okay. I, so I didn't feel that sense of um, connection to my class. Gotcha. Okay. So I just wrapped up and got up out of there. <laughs> like, I'm just going to finish it as fast as I can. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Decatur public schools, Dwight D. Eisenhower high school. Graduated. Great. Yeah. And then you move on to what's your next so step then in I life. Left, um, and I went to what was Springfield college in Illinois. Okay. And it is now Benedictine. Yes, okay. Um, I'm familiar bought, with that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I was there for a couple of years, finished an associate's degree. And so here's a fun fact. The very last commencement that Benedictine had in Springfield, Illinois, because they closed the campus, I was a commencement speaker. Oh, so that cool. is a fun fact. Yeah. Yep. And what are you majoring in there? What's your... General studies. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah, just general studies. Getting those out. Yep. Yep. And then um, finished my associates. I went right across town to University of Illinois at Springfield. Okay. And had a good time. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> <laughs> College time. College time. There you go. Yes. So we are all aware. Of, yeah, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I did not miss fun in undergrad at all. Like, I had my fun and probably your fun too. <laughs> uh, so, I finished there. My two years there would really span out to four years. Yeah. And I finished a bachelor's degree in math and statistics. That's great. Yep. Well, let me back up a little bit. Okay, so tell me, brothers, sisters? Zero, zero. Me too. Really? Yes. Only kid. Only child. Only me kid. too. Yep, yep, yep. I just jumped right in, didn't I? Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> 
So yeah. you are just the shining star of the family. I know how that feels. Yeah. It's like great. The only one. It's right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm the oldest and the baby. Yeah. That's how I get to be. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So you're in Springfield. You're graduated. Then mm-hmm. where? I um, finished my bachelor's degree, worked for Illinois Department of Corrections as a researcher, and then I left there and went to Illinois State University. What does a researcher at the Department of Corrections do? So you um, had some pretty cool projects, right? So I looked at the trends in incarceration with okay. women. Um, and okay. then we looked at the trends in incarceration, not only with women, but women who were coming in pregnant. Like, what were their offenses? Got it. Like, because when you look at the data, you yeah. see the trend. Sure. So what happens is you have to shift. Like, if you have an increasingly number of right. um, inmate population that are pregnant, you've got to provide different services. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. looked at that, looked at um, just... Man, incarceration in the state of Illinois and compared some of our work to other states like New York and those kinds of things. Do you compare that to federal incarceration as well and like all of that stuff? You do, and you try to figure out not only what's happening, what's happening in the communities, what's happening, um, what social things are happening, whether it's unemployment, whether it's parent incarceration, because what you want to do is try to look at the preventive side and build partnerships. Yeah. But the other side is that you have to prepare the correctional facilities. I just, I just read a quote from Obama um, today. I was looking back on his response to Ferguson. Sure. And his response was, if you're not treating the problem within the communities and all your, something to the effect of, if we're sending in the police and the National Guard to clean up these, you know, outcomes, we're not doing the work that it takes, right? So that's, you're kind of finding those things as you're the researcher. And I think that that translates, and we can talk about it later into the work that I do now. Sure, there you go. You, you do look at incarceration, you do look at how who's being policed, you do look at those neighborhoods, yeah. but it is so important to look at how are we educating our community, yeah. what social services are we providing, how are we trying to shift the narrative, which will impact the outcome. Right, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. So, yeah, Department of Corrections was pivotal to me. I was in and out of correctional facilities in the state of Illinois, which is a humbling yeah, um, I bet. Overwhelming. Just experience. primarily the women's facilities or nope. all of them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Super max, max um, women. Just yeah. kind of making it touch and feel, making the research a little more human as opposed to just looking at numbers. Man, there are so many researchers that I can think of that don't. Yep. Like you said, make it human. That changes it all. It changes when you it. see the numbers on paper, it's different. Yes. And it changes the outcome. It, it changes does. what you do. Sure. And it changes your responsibility yeah right yeah because when you know better or when you, you do know better more, you do better. right okay yeah. so you leave there I left there and I went to grad school at Illinois State University and uh, finished a master's degree in about because I had spent a ton of time hanging out in undergrad <laughs> <laughs> I, forget, I had an amazing six years time. right the yes. two-year associate and the four-year six years so I love we're up every year of that <laughs> Oh. You won't get it back, though. Might as well. I, I mean, mean, what? I spent it well. There you go. Right. <laughs> so I finished the master's degree in um, one year. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, I mean. What gave you that uh, desire? Did um, you see more opportunities as far as line of work? Did you just think, I want to learn more? What was the drive there? I think that the drive was 
really the drive was when I was an undergrad majoring in math, I had a, an advisor that told me um, to drop out and go figure out what I wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. And we always think about, a lot of people dwell on those haters, but those haters can really push you. Yeah. It changes to, your perspective. It does, yeah. Yeah. And push so you to the next level. She, um, uh, I needed to understand higher ed, and I needed to understand okay. how I higher ed in colleges work for people of color. I needed to understand how it worked for women. Sure. I needed to understand how, why I had a tumultuous time. Yeah. Um, and the only way, or one of the ways, was to go and study higher ed. Okay. Which is what I did. And the master's degree so is in? So my master's degree is in higher ed administration with a concentration in college student personnel. So I really look at the student gotcha. experience on campus. Okay. Which is my experience. Yeah. Right? So that kind of drove that. That's great. Yeah. And so after that, you graduate and you do? I graduated and then I finished um, two years. I finished coursework for PhD. and um, You just and said, let's just do it all. Let's just get it done right now. Well, yeah, and I was like, I don't really want to go to work. <laughs> really? Yeah, right. What? Like, work forever? <laughs> I'm good. I'll stay. <laughs> yeah. So I finished coursework in two years, and then I walked away. Yeah. Didn't finish my dissertation. Um, I literally walked away and said, I'm good. I'm exhausted. I'm burned out. I don't need it. That burnout is real. It was definitely real. Um, so, yeah, I walked away and started life. And this was at where? Illinois was State. Still? Okay. Yep. I am Midwest and uh, born and raised and educated in the Midwest. This is corn home. grown. Corn, they say, I right? mean, fully. <laughs> corn. I was not chopped down early. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so, corn grown. That's yeah. right. Well, okay. So then you walk away. In mm-hmm. where are you working went to now? Work. I went to East St. Louis Public oh, School District One Eighty Nine. Um, testing and assessment and research. That's tough. Yep. That's a tough school district, yes? It's a deal. It's good. Um, and then I met my husband, blind date, and... Ooh. Yeah. Pre-online dating? This is before online, online dating with dating, this thing. And straight blind date in person. Did... Who did, who set this up, friends? <laughs> yeah. How did that get set up? Yeah. So, friends of mine in... Spring, Springfield, maybe. Yeah, good friends of mine in Springfield. He was traveling from Chicago and working in Springfield. Okay. My girlfriend's husband met him at a gym. Okay. I mean, it was like so it's like lot. six degrees it blind really date. Yeah, right? She's like, he's amazing. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you should meet. So I told her no for because by then her husband and my husband they were friends. Oh, okay. He's awesome and he's single. I'm like, that's gonna be a hell no. And did he come to? He st- lived in Chicago. And he comes to St. Louis. And he came to. He was in Springfield. Okay working yeah so when we met we actually met in chicago oh okay at a restaurant been together since that and they say the rest is history right it is it's living history (laughs) evolving right 17 years this past sunday oh well happy anniversary i need to tell them about that like you remember when we met it's funny those memories just flash back and 
waves sometimes. In the you middle like, of life. Yeah, right. Yeah. You like think you forgot it. You're like, whoa, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, back to reality. There's, there's kids. Yes, right. So there's kids now. So yeah. you get married. Get married, live in Are, Chicago. Okay. And what do you do in um, Chicago? I went to work for um, Township High School District 214. Okay. Uh, same deal, administrator in assessment and research. Uh-huh. Um, and then I done that for, I don't know, maybe a year, transitioned to higher ed in, in Chicago area. And um, at some point, our kid was born, but in between there, I, my, my advisor called Dr. Hines. And the said, advisor that told you to drop out? No, oh, my different. advisor yeah, at uh, Illinois State. Oh, okay. He called and said, I'm getting ready to retire. You okay. have a year to complete if you're going to complete. And um, before he said, like, yeah. he, he used some colorful words because we have that relationship. Sure. Well, that's okay. Right. And then he's <laughs> like, you know, kind of told you not to leave without completing. People typically don't come back and complete. Okay. Because you have one year and then I'm retiring permanently. So I went back. And, okay. Um, so you all moved back on down. We stayed there, worked on it from Chicago. Okay. So by then I'm a mom and I'm at, at Sure, home. yeah, and, right. Um, then we shifted from Chicago to Danville. And I finished while we were in Danville with one kid, one husband, and a baby in my belly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What an accomplishment. Yeah. Like, I think that people... You know, like you said, do we call you doctor? Do we not? I think that it looks so different for everyone. Uh -huh. And the journey is different. Yeah, sure. And the experience is different. Yeah. And it's really the journey that shapes you mm -hmm. and not the degree. Absolutely. When the degree shapes people, then it's like, call me doctor at all times. Got when you. When the journey shapes you you are able to move seamlessly between whether I'm Dr. Morris or Juanita or mom or yeah. you know, friend. But when the journey shifts your life, then it looks and feels different. It's part of your life there as you opposed go. to being Instead of life. the end result. Yes. Right, yeah. And it's about that and not the yeah. end result. Yeah. Like you have something to show for it, but it really is the yep. thing that really changes you is that journey. That's what makes you the person you are. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you're in Danville. You're now Dr. Juanita yep. Morris. Two kids. Hubby. What brings you back home? We left Danville and went to uh, Jackson, Tennessee. Left Jackson, Tennessee. Worked and where's your husband originally from? I guess originally I should have asked Originally born that. and raised in Mound Bayou, Mississippi, which is oh, the Okay. Yeah. Father-in-law's a farmer. Still, yeah, and my mother in law is a retired principal, okay. Um, and so we spent some time in working in Jackson, Tennessee, we spent some time working in Jackson, Mississippi, and then um, it was time to come home. Did you feel that need or desire to be yeah. back home? I had never planned to come back home, yeah. It was never my girlfriend and I laughed, we were like, the caterer is closed, we're good. Right? Yeah. We'll never go back. Uh -huh. And um, it was something that just clicked and said, it's time. And I walked away. Yeah. And we walked away from everything. Yeah. I've talked to a few other uh, 
Decatur natives yep. that have talked about, you know, growing up, you're like, I can't wait to get out of here. Yep. I'm leaving. I'm going. And yep. then something just Drives you back. brings you back. Yep. Yeah. It was literally calm um, and clear, like it's time for you to go home. And I said, okay. For the spiritual people, that could be God speaking to you, right? Absolutely. For me, that's exactly who that's exactly it was. Yeah. And who it is, who kind of guides my life. Right. And so he told me clearly it was December of 2015. And Well, um, it's obviously clear. You remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, really. Clear. Yeah. December 2015. And um, he walks me through preparing just the space in terms of stuff, in terms of job, making sure you leave it better than you found it, yeah. in terms of everything I was doing. And then in October, he said, this is it. You walk away from your, I walked away from my job in October, I think it was, and um, squared everything away from October to December. And the last day of school for my kids in December was the day we got on the road. Oh my goodness, wow. Clear. And yeah. that's from Mississippi? From Mississippi. To home. Yep. And when you get here, you land indicator, what's the plan? There is, like, what the hell? Just home. I just, I'm home. Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm back. back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's got work for me? Yeah, like, I'm, hey. <laughs> but when you are following along that path of um, faith, you have a different level of faith and an understanding that it's going to be okay. Right. You do whatever it is. Yeah. You're where you're. Well, you so clearly had that message that obviously you knew that there was a plan. There is somehow. There always is a plan. Yeah. It's always a somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Sometimes the somehow isn't the way you thought. Never. And you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. After after the fact, and you're like, all right. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So when do you start what we now know we're here on Jasper Street at J. Morris Enterprises? We started JME and... Um, I just love the yeah. <laughs> Enterprises. February of 2017. Okay. And, um, we said if, I, if we can work as hard for other people as we have, we can work that hard for ourselves. One... Two, he won't leave me. He'll figure it out. And the God that I serve will um, show me which way. And three, I just want to live in what I've been created and designed to do, whatever that is. And it is not easy for a linear person. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're living in that journey, not the end result, right? You're still striving for that journey, which... That's hard to wrap your brain around sometimes. It is, but it is the best yeah. place to be. So tell us what Enterprises incorporates. We, we first met because packed yep. school, supplies. school supplies. So I uh, do the PTA for my kids' school, and we're, yeah. we were looking at the time, which is so funny, for a company that would do the school supply shopping and box yep. it all up and send it to the schools. And lo and behold, here's... Juanita, with the, I have it. I have what you need. Don't go anywhere else. Support local because there are tons of national companies that will do it for you. But why not bring it right here, yep. right? So what other things? you got the school supply. We do. We do school supplies. Um, the company also does Nature's Way Lawn Service. Okay. Right? So we've had a lawn service. That was actually the first thing that we've done um, in February. 
and so we have that and then we also have um the box decatur which is box lunches okay um and then the other big thing for me is just personal work which is really teaching education and training like mm-hmm. i fall in that space and that is my core like that is what i've been called to do on yeah. some level right mm-hmm. whatever it is um so now super fun um finished up a year with richland working as the director of institutional effectiveness maybe i think it's what it's called lots of big words right (laughs) i think um so i don't do that full time okay um i still work with them in a part-time and limited capacity on fun stuff yeah like now i say i do a ton of fun stuff just consulting kind of yep. things and then you know last summer the summer before we done summer math academy yeah my was... kids went to math academy i hope yeah yeah, yeah you did that super fun i mean not this summer right you know middle of covid <laughs> way fun summer math academy girls who Code. yeah um, summer math academy was funded through caterpillar indicator public schools foundation and um, which meant that it was free for our babies. Girls Who Code was funded by uh, Macon County Foundation. And my girl was just one year too young for that. She wants to do it when Fun. it comes up again. She's... I think we're gonna do it. We're gonna do full summer programming. Hopefully, if everything is okay next summer. Knock on wood. Where right, yeah. our kids will be able to do robotics. They'll be able to do coding. Oh or they'll my be goodness. Able to do math. Um, you know, one of the things that came out of. Um, being at home is getting to explore other things and we looked up online classes and took like a pop-in class here or there and she did coding and really loved it it. yeah it is it's like sma summer math coding it is supposed to be fun yeah right like it's just fun and engaging so my my latest and my biggest project which i'm very excited about is the Jerry J. Dawson Civic Leadership Institute, okay, uh, which was funded by the Buffett Foundation, and it goes through Decatur Public Schools Foundation. But my task is to launch a um, a leadership or civil civics leadership institute for the kids in DPS. That is wonderful. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yes. So we have um, three pillars for this first year. We'll look at health we'll look at uh policing which is really that social justice right health which is COVID-19 and then we'll also look at the third pillar <laughs> this year <laughs> <laughs> which is talk real slow, slow. and it'll come to you I in your head it. it's 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 Dang on it. I got three pillars. That's all I got. <laughs> it's healthcare. It's the um, uh, law enforcement, political engagement. Okay. Right? So important. Yeah. I mean, because the other two don't happen without They're that one, too. They're all, they are, right yeah, now, absolutely. Right? Yes. So. If we don't see that in 2020 then I don't know when we'll ever see it because it is so intertwined. So intertwined. So intertwined. I hear so often, it's just politics. It's politics, it's politics. I'm like, politics affects everything you do. Everything. Everything we're around. So um, that is amazing. So tell us what that looks like. Like what a a student gets involved with this Mm -hmm. at the high school level, correct? 
Um, so we're going to do some things. You know, my deal is, is like I try not to leave the babies out. So I don't really know what it yeah. looks like just yet for the younger babies. But there will definitely be some more experiences for them. Yeah. Right? Like even if it's a trip or a field trip or some exposure of some sort. Yeah. But definitely want to remember D.A.R.E. and yeah. some of those things to kind of connect them to. And it may not be that but connect them to this idea of police in, in, in a positive way, right? Good. Like to shift Dare was something. scary. I hated Dare. Wasn't it a little scary? <laughs> uh, we've, kid, uh, friends of like our generation have talked about how traumatizing it, it was, was in their lifetime. So trying to implement something just to provide some exposure in some uh, in a, a different capacity. The non-trauma approach. Right. <laughs> um, we'll... High school kids will be able to kind of pick a track, right? And we, whether it's forensics or whether we want to talk about law enforcement more holistically. Like I know we talk about police, I know we talk about right. sheriff, sure. but what about judges? What about court reporters? What about, yeah. you know, so give our young people just some idea of if maybe you want to be a police officer or maybe you want to be someone who goes through um, criminal justice classes right we have funds for uh, scholarships that's um, great for our students to go to Richland right to help pay for yeah. education we have funds to create some experiences but that also gets them realizing what else is out there too I mean they're yep. seeing like yeah you hear about police that's a job oh maybe this is a job but there's you, dispatchers there's right? tons there's so many within all the systems so the idea is to say this is what our community needs which is why you say why you know people say why are you home right yeah this is an opportunity to say our community is in need of whether it's residential counselors, whether it's a data entry person at Crossing, whether it's a CNA or at, the, at, at DMH. These are the options here. Mm -hmm. What feels right for you? And let us help you to transition not only to something that's beneficial to our community, but also something that our students are interested in. Yeah, great. To try to remove barriers. Like, it is the most amazing opportunity. Yeah. Um, and it's also getting young kids out of that mindset of, I'm getting out of here. Yes. Because they're able to see the community in a better light than yes. just the news headlines, right? Yes. That's what I, that's, that I feel is like what I've been trying to do with this podcast. Yes. with any kind of social media that I do is just getting that negative image out because there's so much more yes. positive. We have an amazing, caring, and loving, and connected community. We do, absolutely. We really, really do. Who it rises to occasions, I mean, a in a big way. A lot of occasions. Yeah. We do. Um, and I agree with you. Like, I am the first to go on defense mode if somebody says something just a little off right. color. Right, sure. Like, you know, we just had this exchange. It was a young lady, and she talked about how awful it was and how this was bad and this was bad. And I was like, so why are you here? Yeah. Take your ass somewhere else. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. She's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm just asking. If we're all awful, right? the city is awful, the people are awful, right? find another You one. have options. Yeah. You have options. This is the city that pays you. Right. There you go. But I will say to people over and over, when, oh, Decatur has 
XYZ, like not unique to Decatur. Mm-hmm. Like I just repeat them over and over again. Yep. It's like this is not unique, you know. Anywhere USA is what I call it. It's the exact There same you go. Thing. Yeah, that's a good concept. I do. Well, what about this? Anywhere USA. Wherever I have lived, Chicago, Jackson, Jackson, Danville, anywhere USA, you will find the exact same things you're complaining about. Yeah. You do. Yep. So. Absolutely, because it's what we're fed. It's you know, but as yep. far as media wise, but it's also we tend to dwell on that negative. It's more dramatic. I don't know. It's good. I we don't got, like to, but we got good stuff going. So many good things. So that's a good transition yep. to what usually my next questions are. So I like to do work, live, play. Yep. So what is your favorite thing about working in Decatur? I mean, you're your own boss essentially. Yep. Right. So. My favorite thing about working in Decatur is that um, for me, I get to operate at my core and what I've been designed to do. And what happens is is that your work, Decatur makes space for your work. Yeah. It makes space for each individual person. Um, and so just to have the ability to have impact in my community yeah. is what I feel like the best thing that I have here even in terms of work I don't work like I do fun stuff that's what the goal of life is right if you're doing what you love then it's never work it isn't like I get to do fun stuff and I am not crazy enough to believe that I would be able to do this anywhere I get to do it here my community has made space for me and I like how you say your impact is I mean, you, your ripples go far, right? You put that drop in the bucket, and yep. I mean, they spread wide here. That's the it's, goal. here. Yeah, yeah. So, the fun thing about work is that it's really not work. I get to do fun stuff. Yeah. Like all the stuff is fun stuff. That's awesome. Uh, what do you love about living here? Um, I like the fact that I can. <laughs> That I can get from one side of town to the other in a short amount of oh time. Oh my gosh, that is so true. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> is so true. That is so true. Right? I mean, we have uh, being a Millican grad, I have friends all over the country, yes. um, a lot of the Chicago suburb area, yeah. and my husband's like, before he took a job in Arthur, but prior to that, he was in town. He's like, my commute's seven minutes. Yes. Seven. That's on a bad day. (laughs) Like, you know. I love it. Yeah, it's great. That what's funny that you say that is because I was driving here and I passed it and I'm like, I was just listening to my songs, (laughs) windows down. I had no kids in the car. You know how that feeling is. I did not even notice that I passed the building. I got all the way to the health department. Oh my god. I was like, I am not where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Turn it around. Yep. But but I I was not late. On time. You know, so that's so funny. Yeah, that's a great thing about living here. We are really close to lots of things. And what do you guys do? Your family, yourself? What do you love to play in Decatur? Your work, obviously, is fun. That's your play, right? You said it's so fun for you. I think that the cool thing is in the play is for us, this is going to be strange, but maybe it's not, Um, especially because it's Decatur. Like, it's cool for my kids to be able to walk into Novel Ideas and know the owner and say, hey, Kim. It's cool for my kids to walk into Giggles and feel right at home. Yeah. It's cool to say, we're going to take 20 bucks, right? Yeah. And we're going to hit some spots. 
and where do y'all want to go? And all of those spots are kind of local, right? Yep. Like you can go and get your popcorn from Dell's. You can yep. get you a treat. And so for me, that's fun. It's fun for my parents to be able to take Kyle and Mia, whether it's to the zoo or whether it's to the yeah. the, the ropes course. Yep. When you walk into uh, Mr. Softy, like, you know, Haley, you know, her mom. Yep. Like that, the things that make it fun is the connection to people. Yeah. Which means that you're connected to the community. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big type of outdoorsy girl. Uh-huh. It's not my jam. Um, but my husband will hit a bike and go for a bike We ride. have amazing bike trails indicator. That's I mean, what I hear. Amazing. Yeah, no, they're really <laughs> right? good. I'm not on them, but I walk them. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not biking, but like yeah. Those kinds of things, it's clean. Um, you don't have to worry about, oh, my God, there's a syringe or those oh, kinds right. of things. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a different sense of freedom here that I have with my family um, then, and I think because I was gone for 26 years, here's the coolest thing to me. It is cool to see my parents drive down the street and I honk. Oh, yeah, right. It's my dad. Right. Like, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. the weirdest and the smallest yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, but I have not had that in so long. Yeah. But that's fun to We me. have big city things yep. with a small town feel. That's yep. And you have that's act, that. You have like you drive down the street, you're like, hey, I know that person. Yeah. I mean, I walked in, I was like, well, hello, Mr. Carson. You know, I know somebody <laughs> else when I come in to see you, you know, like, that for yeah. me is yeah. fun and it provides a sense of comfort. It provides a sense of security. It provides a sense of safety in the midst of everything that's going on. Right. Like even in our community, yeah. like we're able to have the discussions without having a ton of, 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 of pushback and feedback and, all of the things that we're watching on TV. Yeah. It's not, we still have issues, but how do we address Do you know what them? I think it is? Taking it full circle back to when you were the researcher yeah. at yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, the uh, prisons, yep. that it humanizes it does. the issues, right? Yeah. So we can be mad at the city council or school board yeah. or whoever, but we also know them as people yes. and as humans, yes. so we we approach it differently, right? We because we know their kids are at school with our kids, or they're Absolutely. you know gonna be at the restaurant we go to next week, and we don't want to have that, like, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's it's human, and that's the good thing. I never thought about that part of it, having the civil debates and the conversations yes. in a better way, because we are so tighten it here right I, and I think you're right I think that we're tightening it but I also think that people miss the fact that disagreeing is good it's how yeah. we do that yes There's nothing sure. that says that we all have to agree because we that is truly what diversity is yeah the yep. ability to see and, and not necessarily agree with but understand a different perspective and a different angle but also to express like eh, I don't really know about that like, yeah, like that is the true essence of honoring diversity, equity, and inclusion that everybody talks about. But yeah, very few people understand how to live. Sure, but we do that. Mm -hmm. I think that we try. I don't think that I, anybody agrees. Like you said, with the city council, everybody doesn't nobody agree with the school board. You know, but I do think we all come back to the table. Yes, and we all are very engaged. Yep, and we're open. I mean, it's the 
openness to making a solution because this is the place that I mean I the haters will say what they want but the people who are doing things right in the community truly have a deep love for this community I always say that and I think I saw it on somebody's post um, and I sent a note or I sent a text and just said don't forget that you're in the ring and when you're in the ring you take hits but it's much easier to be a spectator yeah. than to do, be the Monday morning quarterback and right. talk. But the difficult thing is being in the ring. And I think a lot of us in this community are in the ring. Yeah. It's like you say, the haters, they're going to be the spectators. Right, yeah. They're not going to step in. They're not going to take a punch. But the folks that are in the ring are the people that um, truly believe and do the work of what our community needs. Yeah. That is badass. For sure. It is. Yeah. This was a wonderful uh, work-live play (laughs) segment. I feel all empowered and emboldened. Okay, uh, another thing that I ask, too, is we do have quite a few. That's why my first question is always transplant or native, right? Because we have a large transplant community Mm -hmm. from the big businesses that come in and people come in and out. What What advice would you give to people who are transplant in the community trying to make those connections right that is so important i yeah. every single person that i've talked to has said the true joy from their community comes because of the connections they've made mm-hmm. uh the thing that i was saying i'm actually an introvert which is very very interesting to most people yeah but the thing that i would say is especially as an introvert who's had to do it in her own community is to step outside of the box Go to the events that you don't want to go to. Yeah. Show up at the park that you don't want to show up at. Before we would have, you know, community breakfast or we would have right, Thanksgiving, yeah. you know. They're going to come back. They're, right. They're coming back. They're coming back. But all of the things where people are, go to those things and just be there. Yeah. Right? Like, it changes the perspective. It changes the experience. Mm-hmm. And it may be a difficult place to get to know people, but I'm telling you, when I came here, none of my friends were here. So most of the folks that I know now sure, yeah. are new in my space. So you almost had to like start over. Oh, Even as a native of Decatur, absolutely. you had to start over. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the folks that I grew up with are not here anymore. Yeah. Um, and so as an introvert, I would say, show up at things. Yeah. I would also say, don't let one person or two people yeah. that aren't nice or don't say nice things skew your experience. Got it. Yeah. And reach out to folks, even on Facebook. Like, even me, friend me or send a note. We typically, most of us, respond. Yeah. Like, I'm a little slow because I don't really understand text. <laughs> well, so I know that I respond and then I'm not. But reach out to strangers. That's what I've done. Yeah. Like, say hi. Classic example. I see uh, the Decatur Chamber running ads on television. Uh-huh. I see, I think that there's supposed to be some billboards up or something just talking about our city. Yeah. And they're from leaders. I love those ads. They're so good. I, you know Because what? I'm like, oh, there's people I know. Yeah. I know you. Well, and then something like, who is that? And so then I Google, you know, to figure You're out Right, there is. you go. But I stopped and I said, okay, let me send Miranda. 
yeah. rock an, an email and say thanks. Yeah. This is great. I love it. Thanks. That's it. Right. Yeah. She responds. Yeah. And so if we ju- if if there's anything, especially for a transplant that piques their interest, reach out. Yeah. If there's anybody, we're all some kind of way connected. Reach out. Yeah. Um, and I think that the experience will change. Yeah. But it definitely requires. You got to take that first step. You do. Because then once that, I feel like that's the ball rolling. Like as soon as yep. you take that, then all those connections lead to others and lead to others. And it leads to building a community. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what you're doing. You're re- like my community now here is definitely different than any community that I've had anywhere. Explain that further. Um, like I'm connected to you. Yeah. Right. I, I reached out to Community Foundation. Um, they connected to me through Girls Who Code. Um, I met Rafaela yeah. at something. I don't know. And she sent me an email. I was like, hey, are you interested in teaching? This was two, 2017. You're interested in teaching the freshman seminar class. Uh, so because of right. that, then I was able to meet somebody else. And yeah, right. So the community starts to evolve. Right, yeah. In a beautiful way. Like in Mia Tyus does Power and Pumps. I yeah. spoke at Power and Pumps. And from Power and Pumps, I met Julie Shields. I met Rachel Holden. Sure. I met Kelly Ganyon. Yeah. It, it expands. It does, right. Organically. Yeah. Right? And you, you just have to say, okay, I'm open to recreating what community looks like. Yeah. My community is black. It's white. Uh, it's It's... Latinx. Yeah. It's old. It's young. Yeah. My baby's from Summer Math Academy. It's teachers. It's yeah. business folks. But it just enriches life. I would say that that's one of my most favorite things about Decatur is the diversity that I come from uh, Pekin, Illinois. I don't know if you know where that is. I do. So that <laughs> is lacking some diversity so getting watching my kids experience yes. di- from a very young age to yep. everything they went to yes is very it i just that's my favorite part and their community will look different when yeah, oh, they're yeah. older sure than yeah ours. yeah like i didn't consider that but yeah my son it's like he'll go to a summer program and like oh wow you know, he, mom, she has a dot in the middle of her head because of X, Y, and Z. Or I met her dad and this is their culture. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like their community, your kids and my kids' community will look totally different than ours. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're so, it's ingrained in them, right? And we've allowed them to be. Yeah. We've allowed them to have the experiences. We've allowed them to be open. We've allowed them to be who they were created to be, which creates something better. Oh, man. Let's end there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That was powerful. (laughs) We've allowed them to be who they were created to be, which creates something beautiful. Yeah. That's right. It does. Hey, let's go with that. We're going with it. I love it. Dr. Juanita Morris. Yay. Thank you so much. This was a great, this was good. Was it good? Yeah. Good for you? So this is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on anchor.com or .fm, I believe. But I also have a Facebook page, Our Decatur. 
So you can um, like, share, subscribe, do all those things if you would, and tell a friend. There's back episodes. You can listen to them all. Um, I started the podcast kind of trying to get people out and doing things and telling people what were going on, but, you know, we're not really doing that much anymore. So now I'm telling Decatur stories. So thank you. That's so amazing. Thanks for the invite. Hey. When you sent the note, I was like, who, me? What are we going to talk about? I was like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, and look, it's been, you know, 35 (laughs) minutes later, 44 minutes later. I don't have anything to talk about. You do. Everybody's story is so interesting. I, I literally came up with this idea, like, I think at a bar one night. That's good. And I'm just talking to all these people, and I realize... This person's not from here. This person's yeah. from here. But the amount of experience and things that people have seen or done, like, I mean, you've been to, like you said, all these different cities. Yeah. You've done the correctional system. You've done the school system. And just, we have so many unique stories. We do. This is home. Yeah. Home so thank you for telling your Decatur story. Thank you. I appreciate it. We will see you on another episode of Our Decatur.